0: Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out, or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your
1: host, Marty Fisher. And what a great week it has been. Welcome, everybody, to Wing and Clay Nation. I'm your host, Marty Fisher. I'm sitting down here in uh, beautiful southeast Georgia, waiting on the cold snap that they tell me is coming. But I'm going to tell you, what a great week I had. You know, when I did the show last week, um, you know, we, uh, we, we, we talked to some great guys. We talked about some quail hunting, things like that. I mean, the very next minute almost, I'm on an airplane headed to California from here in Georgia to do a little bit of duck hunting with a great couple of friends of mine out there, two different clubs. I, uh, I've got to tell you about that because California duck hunting is a little different than than what most people in the country might expect it to be. You know, you think about California, you, you really don't think about great duck hunting. But let me tell you, it uh, it's pretty exceptional. Uh, you know, I, I finally got into Sacramento You know, late morning, zoomed over to a a great place that I've been going to out there for almost 30 years. Birds Landing, Birds Landing Hunting Preserve in Birds Landing, California. That's not too far from Napa, uh, just south of Fairfield, right between Sacramento and San Francisco. I had an invitation to go to the Black Mallard Duck Club. This club was founded in 1924. One of my shooting students. I've been a shooting instructor for, oh my gosh, more than 35 years. Dr. Gary Gary Capoletti uh, is one of my students, and he and I try to hunt every January out in California at whatever club he's a member of. He's been a member of this place uh, for quite some time. And so I went over to to the hunting reserve, got my hunting license, stamp, all of those types of things, took off to Pittsburgh, California, to get on a boat, to go across the Sacramento River. Uh, We're going to be hunting in the Southern Sassoon Marsh. Now, the Sassoon Marsh, I don't know how many duck clubs are in that thing, but it must be 50. I mean, it's a huge number. And it's a big freshwater marsh that uh, is well, well known for for its duck hunting. Now, in California, the Pacific Flyway, for instance, has a a 100-day duck season. Uh, that's crazy. We get 60 over here in the east. They get 60 uh, down the Mississippi flyway. They get a few more in the central flyway. But they get 100 in California and a seven-duck limit. And what a great time we had there. Uh, couldn't have been better. Uh, we shot two limits of birds. Had great dog work. If you'll go to some of the social media sites, uh, you know, the Facebook site, uh, Wing and Clay Radio. Uh, I've got some photos that are posted there uh, also on the on the twitter site uh, twitter.com wing clay nation you can go there and at instagram just type in wing and clay radio and um, <clears throat> and you'll be able to to find the site and send some of the photos from the trip but i you know we finished that up went back to back to birds landing and uh, on saturday afternoon and my gosh you know, I, I, I said this is a hunting preserve. They had 109 pheasant hunters. They had 100 sporting clay shooters out on the clay course, <clears throat> and the place was just absolutely a buzz. Uh, we got a restaurant there. It's probably got the best hamburger that I've ever eaten. I don't know how many calories it is, but I'm sure it's far too many, but it sure is really, really good. Uh, they t- You know, they shoot about 40,000 pheasants a year at that place, and uh you know, the next morning, on well, Sunday morning, you know, we went to another club. Didn't have quite the same success. The birds just didn't fly as well. But we didn't get skunk. We shot a few birds. I came back, and on Sunday morning at the club, they had 91 shooters. So, my gosh, what a, what a great place, a great trip, great friends, and and um, you know, uh, down the road we're going to have Dan Cirillo, who's the uh, one of the owners of the Birds Landing facility. On the show, and we're going to talk a little bit about hunting preserve management and clay targets and corporate shoots and and all of those types of things because those guys are are really really busy. <clears throat> now, we always do something called Wing and Clay News. I, I want to breeze through some things here real quick because there's a lot going on that we need to talk about, and I've got a great guest coming up, and I know he's already on the phone waiting on me. So let's uh, let's breeze through this quickly. Uh, news for the week. My good friend, Gus Bader, Gus Bader owns TriStar. I've known Gus Bader for, oh my gosh, more than two decades. Well, I just see that um, his Viper G2 bronze 410 semi-automatic shotgun was just named the shotgun of the year by the NRA. <clears throat> so for those of you guys who are looking for a really good, very inexpensively priced semi-automatic shotgun in a 410 Check out the TriStar Viper G2 bronze, and, and I can tell you, you will be very surprised at the quality of that shotgun. I also see where federal ammunition, you know, Federal's is always coming out with new things. They are uh, probably uh, one of the first major companies to, to offer the new TSS shot, which is, is primarily for turkey hunting. Well, you know, it's Winging Clay Nation. Turkeys have a wing. And by the way, I am an avid turkey hunter. And we'll talk about turkeys down the road here just a little bit. But Federal's got a new heavyweight TSS that's going to be coming out in in 12 gauge. They've got some blended things. And, you know, some of those those shells are going to have as many as a thousand pellets in them. And the TSS stuff is really heavy and travels a long way. So uh, turkey hunters be on the lookout for that. Uh, I also see where uh, Delta Waterfowl has welcomed Remington as a new corporate sponsor. It's really good to see Remington getting on board and, uh, and jumping in with, uh, with the Delta Waterfowl guys. That's a quality operation. For those of you who have hunting dogs, Primos has jumped into the hunting dog market with a premium dog kennel. This, uh, this dog kennel is be called the Kennel Up series and you'll see that in stores here in the near future, so keep an eye out for that. And then also, my favorite camo company, Mossy Oak, just was announced that that once again, their patterns are at the top of the list. They've got the number one deer pattern uh, in Mossy Oak Country, the number one turkey pattern in Mossy Oak Obsession, and the number one waterfowl pattern in Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Blades. And I use all of those all of those patterns. And I'm going to tell you, uh, those things were fabulous. And when I say number one, that is uh, is proven by um, studies that were done and uh, where people were sending in information and things like that. So uh, congratulations to all of those folks for the things that they're doing real quick. A little bit of stuff going on in the in the world. Right now, as we speak, the Dallas Safari Club Convention is going on in Dallas. Uh, I talked to a good friend, Jack Homer, with uh, ESP Hearing Protection uh, last night. Jack's actually going to be a, a guest on the show here uh, in uh, in a couple of weeks, and uh, he says that it's a really, really, really good show. Uh, the SHOT Show, coming up next week, shooting, hunting, outdoor trade, that's where All of the industry folks gather, about 60,000 of them, to take a look at all of the latest, greatest, newest, coolest things that we hunters and recreational shooters are going to be seeing. The Houston Safari Club has got uh, their Worldwide Hunting Expo coming up in Houston on the 25th or 27th of January. The Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania is coming up February 2nd to the 10th. And the 42nd NWTF Convention, National Wild Turkey Federation, February 13 to 17. For you clay shooters, sporting clays specifically, the Gator Cup, February 12th to the 17th at Quail Creek Plantation. And the Seminole Cup, which is going into about the 26th or 27th year now, uh, just went over 500 entries for that event Uh, That's coming up February 27th through March the 3rd down near Sea Island. And just in talking about the NSCA, NSSA stuff, the uh, National Sporting Players National Skeet Shooting Association has also announced that they are giving away four $2,500 college scholarships this year to, uh, to deserving members who will graduate from high school uh, and start into a four-year program. Graduate from high school in 2019. You can get more information on these scholarships by going to mynsa, excuse me, mynssa-nsca.org, and uh, those. That site will give you that information. And you know, and and honestly, this this really leads me right into my guest for the evening, and I want to. T- real quick and we're just going to introduce him we're going to take a break and then we'll come back and we're going to talk a lot i want to introduce you to jim dunn from indiana jim dunn is a really good friend of mine uh he is a guy that uh for years talked to me and struggled about why don't we have more kids shooting and jim took the time to do something about it and we'll get a little more into jim's background in a minute but jim dunn welcome to Wing and clay nation my friend well,
2: it's great to be on the show, Marty. I've really been looking forward to it, and I've got to just congratulate you on the show. I went back and listened to some of the iPodcasts, which were real easy to do, and I was really impressed with your show with Jack Cassidy last week.
1: Well, you know, Jack is a great guy, and you know, he's he's one of those guys who his heart's in the right place, too. You know, he's, he's a shooter, but he's a guy that's got a little bit of wherewithal about him, and, and he can move and shake some things, and when he puts you know, jumped in on board to do that Boomer Asayous and Boomer's big blast shoot, and you know, and those people raised six and a half million dollars for cystic fibrosis. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty strong.
2: Well, I know, and I've been to that that shoot at Elk Creek and shot at it, and I was in the room with Boomer and him when they handed over a million dollar check to somebody at that research facility.
1: Well, it it's a big a, deal, you know it. Yeah, it, it really is. And, uh, and Jim, you know, we, we're, we're coming up on a break here in just, just in a, in a few seconds. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff. I mean, uh, you know, Jim, just like Jack Cassidy, decided he wanted to make a difference. So I'll tell you what let's do, Jim. Let me hold you over. And when we come back, we've got a full break that we're going to talk about youth shooting and the rise of youth shooting in this country. Stay tuned. More of Wing and Clay Nation. After these messages,
3: the Internet's number one talk station, number one talk station, voiceamerica.com.
0: Tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this
1: week's show. Hey, and back we are, and I'm here with my good friend from Indiana, Jim Dunn. And, Jim, you know, when we, when we, took a break just a few moments ago. We really didn't get a chance to, and I know you're not much on talking about Jim, and I can do that, but I'm going to let you just tell me a little bit about Jim so that folks will know. You're not just some everyday guy. I mean, you've been shooting clay targets a long time.
2: Yeah, I have. I've been shooting clay targets since I was 15 years old, and my lifetime shell count is probably somewhere around 400,000 targets. Um, I love it. I love to compete. I've got 30,000 registered targets with uh, nsca and i shoot come, i just got back from florida where i shot in three events down there in the last three weeks
1: well it's you know it's 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 a lay almost a labor of love if you will and you know you shot on the the university of indiana skeet team uh you did did well there you your top five shooter there you You are also a a, an NSCA level one instructor. You know you you decided, hey, I needed to needed to take that step. But but Jim, what I what I really find interesting about you and your background is the step that you took to get more kids shooting. I, I I distinctly remember some of the early conversations that we had, and you really struggled at the lack of youth shooters in your state of indiana so you took a step and made something happen
2: well seven years ago there was not one single high school team in indiana and there was only about three club teams and since then with the programs with the potter fields and uh, the indiana youth shooting sports foundation we now have twenty six high school teams and about twelve uh... sctp teams and some aim teams on top of that um, and a lot of it was, I might tell you a little story. Um, what A lot of what started all this was, you know, my good friend Dennis Reynolds. Sure. And he's a big 4-H shotgun guy, and, and um, he needed an instructor, so he asked me to come over and be an instructor and go to Ross Camp at Purdue and get certified and all that jazz, which I did. And I came back, and I started coaching kids, and I noticed – Some of the kids didn't have the money to shoot, and the instructors were taking money out of their own pockets and paying for shells and targets for kids. And this was 15 years ago. And frankly, some of those instructors didn't have, probably shouldn't have been paying for the shells either. So I went to my attorney and used my own personal funds and formed the Indiana Youth Shooting Sports Foundation, spent a few thousand dollars to get it certified as a 501c3, And then we struggled for years, you know, with a couple thousand bucks here and a thousand bucks there, and I was dinging my friends for money here and there. And I was about ready to close it down. I was paying for the tax return and all that stuff. And then I got a phone call from John Crone, who was our local NRA rep for the state, and he said, I met a guy named Dick Leeper. And the Potterfield family is interested in giving money away for youth shooting teams to fund teams into endowment accounts and trigger-pulling money. And the State Rifle and Pistol Association, which is who the Potterfields usually dealt with, was not 501c3. So we folded their board onto my board. And then I went to Houston, Texas and met with Larry Potterfield and Dick Leeper, and six weeks later, I got a phone call saying, We're going to send you $150,000.
1: Well, and, and let me say this, and, and I, I have great confidence that almost everybody listening would know who Larry Potterfield is. But just in case they don't, Larry Potterfield and his wife Brenda own a company called Midway USA. And Midway USA, I think, you know, Jim. When we were talking earlier, you made a comment, and, I, and it and it kind of resonated with me. Midway USA is somewhat the Amazon of the shooting industry.
2: There's no question about it. I've I go to Columbia, Missouri, where the board meets, and that's right where the facility is. And Larry took me on a personal tour of the of the facility. It's a hundred thousand square foot facility. They're the best online retailer for gun stuff or outdoor stuff that there is. It's right off the interstate, off of I-70, just offside. If you're going across I-70 in Columbia, Missouri, you can see it from the road. And I went through the thing, and it's, it is. It's just like an Amazon fulfillment facility. The semis come in on one side. The product gets put into the building, and then the orders come in, and they get put in boxes, and then they go to the other side where they're packed, and they're put on skids, and they go out the door to UPS to come to, their, they now have one million customers.
1: Well, and I'm, I happen and it, to be one of those one million. They, uh, they, they had some things that I wanted that, you know, you, you start searching, and some of that stuff is hard to find, but Midway had it. So, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a proud customer and, and, and proud to be so because of, of, of all of the donations that they've done. And you know, Jim, I think what I, what I really would like for our listeners to hear, you know, so many of the folks that are listening, they, they either have children or they, they, they are a part of a gun club where they're trying to get kids programs going, you know, things of that nature. Why, why don't you walk us through, uh, in your mind, the process and then, and then talk a little bit about, about the, the scholarship or foundation money and, and, and how they can apply for that.
2: That's, uh, that's great. I would love to do that. Well, the purpose of the Midway USA Foundation is to help teams, SCTP teams or AIM teams or whatever it is, raise money in their, in their own local uh, counties and towns. In other words, the, the purpose of the foundation is not to be just a repository for the very, very generous gifting that Larry and Brenda and the family had got, done. They've given out over one hundred million dollars. The the Midway USA Foundation right now is at about hundred and forty million dollars. And the purpose of it is not to just to, to exist with Larry's over Larry and Brenda's over hundred million dollars and give away five percent a year, which is what the kids teams can do. They ask for a five percent grant and of the amount of money that's in their endowment account, it's a separate account within the foundation. But the purpose of it is, is to say, we've got this program gun that was given to us by the foundation. Um, we want to do a raffle, and then we want, or we want to do a bake sale. We want to raise our own money, and then we want to send it to our endowment account at Midway. And I'll tell you how to open an endowment account here in a minute. And then the Potterfields match that money when it comes in on top of that. Um, I talked to the to Jay McClatchy, who's the acting. Uh, Director of the endowment today, of the foundation today, and the Potterfield family has budgeted $3.1 million for 2019 to be used as program money or matching money of teams that raise their own money and send it into the foundation. In other words, what we're trying to do is help people that help themselves raise their own money, and we, we the hope is that when a kid or a parent or grandpa hears the story, oh, if you give us X amount of dollars, it's going to go to our endowment account, and then the powder fields are going to add to that pot. And then let's say we get $100,000 in our endowment. The teams will be able to file a grant and get $5,000 a year off of that $100,000. and And it's in perpetuity. We're talking about five thousand dollars a year every year, Marty.
1: Well, and that's <laughs> and that's, that's that's serious there are money because, in the country, y-
2: yeah, I mean, Marty, there's teams in the country that have a hundred or two hundred or three hundred thousand dollars in their endowment account already.
1: Well, I you know when I was in California the other day, I I had no idea. I mean, I, you know, when I think of a lot of California, I think of. They you are know, liberal wackos who hate guns, but but the guys out there, you know, made the comment to me that, you know, the state of California has hundreds of, of uh, youth shooting programs in their school systems. And I would imagine that most of that is in, in more of the rural type areas, but nonetheless, they do have them. And this this is going on literally all over the country. And that's, that's why I wanted to name this show The Rise in Youth Shooting, because, my gosh, I, I would dare say, Jim, there are probably more kids shooting today than ever.
2: Oh, there's no doubt about it. You know, it's the fastest-growing high school sport. And uh, and the interesting thing about it is it's the safest of the high school sports. It's safer than badmitting. Um, uh, we had two boys that were shooting with us in 4-H, and one Saturday afternoon, one of the two boys didn't come, and the mom was there, and I said, where is little Johnny? And she said, well, he's on the wrestling team at school, and he got a concussion, and he can't shoot for a while. And I looked at her, and I said, you do realize that if he had been here with
1: us, he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and you know, so so, I mean... The folks that do it understand. There, there just are not many incidents at all in the shooting sports. I mean, it's it's just just a minuscule number. I mean, you know, little. It's literally safer than walking down a sidewalk in front of your house. I mean, it's uh, it it's absolutely crazy. But but the good thing about about the youth programs, and 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 you've been in, instrumental in all of this. If if they make sure that they've got. Uh, trained instructors to work with these kids. I mean, they're just not throwing a kid out there and and telling him to say, pull and start shooting. There's a lot more to it than that. Well,
2: I'm glad you brought that up because that fits right into this conversation. You know, Larry and Brenda, what they're doing is, if you think about it, it's brilliant. They said, okay, it's too expensive for the kids to shoot, so we're going to figure out a way. We're going to give away some money and and open this foundation and, and get kids shooting. So now... 5% 5% of $140 million, or $7 bucks, million, is available every year to spread out across the country for these kids to pull the trigger. So now what the Potterfields are doing is they're kind of diversifying their giving, and this year, uh, somewhere around $2 million, they're going to give away, uh, we're in the grant process right now, I just filled one out for Indiana, they're going to start building Olympic bunker traps, you know they're going to start building facilities and they're going to start training coaches. So if you think about the progression of that, first we we fund it and now we're going to start building facilities and and doing coaches and I filed a grant request this week for to be able to build an Olympic bunker trap at the Indiana Gun Club which is centrally located right at the crossroads of America just northeast of Indianapolis and there's not another bunker trap in Indiana for two and a half hours drive time in any direction. There's not one. There is. There is well, no it,
1: path. Yeah, and and the, you know that that is that is an issue in a lot of ways in this country. I'll tell you, we, we're we're coming up on a break. Let's let's pick up on the need for more shooting facilities so kids actually have the opportunity. When we come out of this break, Jim, uh, folks, okay. we'll be right back with more Wing and Clay Nation right after these messages.
3: Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
4: Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
3: You are tuned
0: into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and Radio at gmail.com. That's wing and at gmail.com. Now let's get back to this week's show.
1: And welcome back. And remember, uh, you can also pop us a question online while you know while we're while we're on the air if you wish. Uh, best way to do that probably if you on Twitter. Just go to, to your Twitter account, type in Wing Clay Nation, and you will be on on the uh, show page, and you can pop something in our direction. But Jim, you know, we were talking earlier, um, before the break, about the access that kids have. You know, now, in all honesty, it's a lot better than it used to be, but and there are a lot of sporting clays courses there are a lot of uh you know know, skeet and trap facilities and things like that but you know we we send we send really good shooters to the olympics and you've got a story about an indiana uh child that uh is pretty pretty intriguing why don't you share that with us
2: well it's an absolute textbook case of there not being enough facilities around um we had a young man (coughs) named christian elliott who was shooting on a scholastic clay target program team, otherwise known as SCTP, called the Hoosier Daddies, that was down at Camp Atterbury. And one of the coaches, Nick Mason, used to be on the JO team, and he set up one of the fields to throw sort of an international target, and he got hooked on it. and He got very, very good uh, long story short, the Army Marksmanship Team noticed him. He went to the Army. He went on the team. But while he was training, before he was on the Army Marksmanship Unit, he wanted to get really good, and there was no facility in Indiana for him to practice on. So his whole family, his dad, Greg, they all moved to Texas, and so he could spend a couple years training with Vince Hancock. And... And so he trained with Vince Hanscock. He got very, very good. The Army Marksmanship Team noticed him. He went into the Army. He shoots on the Army Marksmanship Team. Same team, I believe, that Dan Carlisle shot on. And just here last three or four weeks ago, he just won the USA Shooting National Match and is now the number one ranked men's champion in, in international skeet and is a very, very, very top prospect to qualify to go to represent the United States in the Olympics. And if that if that if Nick Mason hadn't set up a temporary international ski field for him, we nobody would have ever known who he was and we wouldn't possibly send be sending one of the best shots around to the Olympics. And that's exactly why we want to build a bunker trap in Indiana, because we could have a Kim Rohde in Indiana and nobody would ever know it. She wouldn't we would never identify her and she would never have a place to train.
1: So well we're, we're and,
2: hoping to to do to do that next. That's one of our well, next projects. And, and,
1: and Jim, you know, and, and and here's the crazy thing. There are kids like that in every state. There are kids like that in every country. Of course, a lot of the a lot of the countries around the world, and and this show is you know is broadcast all over the world. A lot of the countries, uh, you know, outside of the United States, uh, actually fund shooting teams. You know, and 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 the U.S. is a little bit different from that. So we have to we have to get our dollars from other places. But the the the, the big thing is we we want to to give those young kids the opportunity to to reach the, go- the level that they can go to, whatever it may be. And the only way to do that is to get them out shooting. Yes, and the, and
2: the, you know, the statistics are, when, when you analyze the human mind and how it gets good at some sport, day after day after day of training for a few minutes is far superior than spending all day, one day shooting. And, and if your training facility, if your bunker trap is two and a half hours away, you cannot do that. You have to be able to get to the training facility back and forth every day, three or four days a week, whatever it is, and still be able to go to school, do your homework, mow the grass, do whatever else it is if you do, if you're a kid on the team. And that, in our
1: state, like a vast majority of states, that's just not doable. Well, and 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 this it takes us it takes us back to, to the Midway USA Foundation, because absolutely, you know they with the dollars that they are providing to all of these different school teams. Now this is junior high, this is high school. I mean, you know, just and literally all over the country, those dollars help those kids be able to come. And shoot, and not be reaching into their pocket to pay for everything because they've got to have ammo, they've got to have targets, they've got to have equipment, they've got to have all of those things. And uh, and, and the Midway USA program has really helped these different schools realize a dream of being able to make that happen. So, real quick, why don't you walk us through the process of, of what what schools or school teams need to do to access uh, the funds from midway USA
2: okay well uh, um, the one of the very first things they should do is they need to go to the midway usa foundation uh, dot org and that 's all one word and learn about the endowment program and so every team in that should open an endowment account with midway u s a and start doing funding and sending money in to build their endowment for long term and the The results of the teams that have already done that is spectacular. I have in front of me here my information from the last board meeting to the grant page, and let me give you some statistics here. in the last grant cycle in June of twenty eighteen last summer. There were 536 teams that filed their 5% grant. And keep in mind, there's two of these cycles a year. Midway handed out in June of 2018 $1,700,000, which was $300,000 more than the year before. And that affected a total number of athletes in teams across the country of 27,000 kids and, and that's the off grant cycle because the big grant cycle the spring grant cycle most is when most teams file the grant because their season is during the summer when the kids are out of school so they, they want their money in January or February and last Jan, at the last January meeting we approved as a board gifts of 2,900,000 dollars to teams all over the United States. So, between those two grant requests, I mean, you're you're three and three quarter million dollars in one year that's been given away out of into, into teams that spend been money pulling triggers, travel shells, best pioneer,
1: all over the country. Well, you know, and, and, and been- the beauty the beauty of this, Jim, and, and a lot of folks don't realize this. This is this is not all little boys. It's little girls, too. I mean, it's crazy. I, you know, I've been to a number of these youth shoots, and there are a lot of little young ladies who are absolutely deadly with a shotgun out there, you know, going up right against those guys.
2: Oh, there absolutely are. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm also a Hunter Ed instructor, and that we have all of our kids go through Hunter Ed that's on the SCTP teams or 4-H, et cetera, and that's where we're really seeing it. I mean, you look at... To the hunter ed, you know that's like the first thing a lot of kids have to do is take hunter ed. And you look out there and you see a third of the room, a half of the room, a quarter of the room, uh, women, young girls, and they're they are and they're good at it. We we just love having them come out.
1: Well, I I know as an instructor, and I you know and Jim, as you know, I've, I've been teaching for well I think thirty seven years now, and the one thing that I have found. In all of those years, and I've taught a lot of ladies. i you know, one of one of my students was somebody that you know real well. Uh, you know, Ashley Haefley, who who was a the yeah. <laughs> world FITAF champion. She won won the world, uh, you know, FITAF championship over in uh, I think I don't know if it was Spain or Germany or somewhere. But you know, I started that little girl when she was 12 years old, and her dad had called me. who lived in Kokomo, Indiana, and he, and I went up there and the, had. A number of guys to to teach at the Isaac Walton Lead Club up there, but but Ashley, she was just a little girl, but she was special because she she um, you could tell she had what it took because when she would miss a target, she would actually look down at her feet and replay that miss in her mind, and it, it was fun working with her, and I <clears throat> I I, uh, I had the privilege of doing that for about. About six years, and you know, we got her up in the master class, and and uh, she was very, very, very successful. And uh, you know, uh, but that was a little girl that you'd never, you'd never think about. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, if she ever got in a shoot off with somebody or something like that, it was Katie barred the door. And and there are a lot of kids like that. I mean, you you see them all over the place, and you know, we just we just want to give those kids that opportunity. Well, just think if there's and Ashley
2: Halfley of Olympic Bunker Trap somewhere around here, we, we would never know who she was.
1: Well, that's right, and, <laughs> and and what a waste! What a waste it would be to to not have somebody with with that kind of talent at least have the opportunity.
2: I totally agree, um, and. Another key component of all this, though, of being able to build some of this stuff and having money flow into the sport, uh, and very, very strongly, is in Indiana, is the Friends of NRA. You know, the of the Indiana is the largest state of raising money in the entire country of Friends of NRA. We raised about one point five million dollars in 2018, and so that means we'll give away seven hundred million dollars for the Friends of NRA in Indiana this year, and I'm. Uh, co-chair of one of the banquets, and the way this ties into the Potterfields is, Larry Potterfield had the very first Friends of NRA um, organized committee meeting in his living room, so Larry started the Friends of NRA, and it's just turned into a gigantic positive for building. You know, you can get range grant and you know bullet money, target money and stuff by filing grants with the Friends of NRA. And that's another component of funding as we're talking about this for all these teams all across the country.
1: Well, that, that's exactly right. And, and, and you know, and, and the good thing is uh, the different organizations are now getting on board more than they ever have. Jim, we're up on a, we're up on another break. If I can hold you through, I want to I want to get the information out uh, about the, the the Midway Foundation programs. So sit tight. We'll be right back. After these messages.
3: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time, the number 1 internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. Think of the world. here on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
3: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty
0: Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. Wing and at gmail.com. That's wing and at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show.
1: And welcome back. And, hey, if, uh, if you haven't had a chance to, um, to, to check out the new show website, wingandclayradio.com. There's a lot of information on it. I would love for you to do that. And the other thing, it took us a couple of weeks to get all of our podcasting taken care of, but right now you can go to Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Put in Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation, and you can listen to any of the shows that, that we have. You can also do that by going to wingandclayradio.com and voiceamerica.com and go to the show page right there. So lots of ways to listen to this. All of the previous shows are on there. So there's no reason that you can't listen to each and every show. And I promise you, there's some good stuff at all of them. And we've got some great guests coming up here than over the next few weeks. So I uh, hope you'll continue to listen. Let's get back real quick. Jim Dunn, uh, I have just about had you talk my ears off and I appreciate you doing that. But the one thing that we really haven't done, we haven't gotten into into the, the nuts and bolts of finalizing how to make this work with the Midway USA Foundation. So, why don't you share that information with us?
2: Okay. Well, the, probably the best place to start out with first of all, every rifle team, pistol team, and shotgun team are all eligible to have foundation accounts within the Midway USA Foundation. We're shotgunners, but they support rifle and pistol strongly also. So the best place to start would be go to the Midway USA Foundation internet site, their website. So it's MidwayUSAFoundation all one word dot org, and then click on programs, and then there is a new team endowment form, all right on the website. So you can go onto the website, look for the new team endowment form, fill that out. And your representative at Midway, if you're from the East Coast, from the East, from the Mississippi East, is Jeff McClure, is who you want to talk to. And if you're West Coast, you want to talk to someone named Shara Hall. And then, so that is your, that's how you start. Fill the, fill the form out, give them a call, do that sort of stuff. If you want to see what's going on in Indiana, there are 35 state affiliates. So the Indiana Youth Shooting Sports Foundation, which is me and my board and our organization that is supporting teams in Indiana, there's 35 state affiliates around the country that can help teams in their local state um, raise money, and I've helped helped other states start the program. So if you want to see what we're doing in Indiana, you can go to iyssf.org to our website and see our pictures and see some of our history and see articles that have been written about us. And then also on Facebook, if you go inside Facebook and search inside Facebook, just type in IYSSF, and you'll be seeing our kids and our shoots and what we're doing and what's going on in Indiana. Um, and if you want to go to... Uh, A friends of nra banquet in indiana there's one coming up january 26th in covington it's one of the best ones in the state it's at the beef house it's one o'clock next saturday for all of us that are going to be under 10 feet of snow uh paul hardens the chairman and it's a great way they'll have all kinds of guns to give away
1: well Uh, hey that's (laughs) that's kind of the nutshell there well look uh my hat's off to you. You, you have it going on in your state and, and, uh, you know, every state should take that lead. I, fortunately, a lot of the states have done a, a really good job of, of putting together youth shooting programs. We're, we're still lacking in some and, and we just need somebody like Jim Dunn, who's willing to, to put that foot forward and say, you know what, it's time to make a difference here. And, uh, Jim, I cannot thank you enough, buddy. I, I, I took a lot more of your time than I, than I really needed to or expected to. But what great information. And thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Well,
2: thank you very much, Marty. And one last quick thing. Mike Borg at USA Yes is helping states start teams and state affiliates. So he's another contact for, for teams that are trying to get started.
1: Okay, that that is great, great, great information. <clears throat> Folks, that's Jim Dunn. Jim, again, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Well,
2: Marty, I, I just want to congratulate you on your new show. You're doing great. I think you're going down the right path. I know it's going to be wonderful, and I appreciate very much being able to be a guest.
1: Well, appreciate it, buddy. And, hey, we're getting ready to do a little bit right now. This is a segment that... Um, that I want to put in the show is called you make the shot. You know, I, I, what I get for being a shooting instructor for 37 years, I get a lot of, I get a lot of emails from people asking me what the heck's going on. And um, this little, you make the shot segment, we, we're going to try to wrap up shows with, uh, with some information on that. And, you know, and speaking of instructors, I, uh, uh, you know, I have a a good friend of mine, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer too. I've got a, a magazine article that I'm doing for, uh, Clay Target Nation right now, the official publication of the National Skeet Shooting and National Sporting Clays Associations uh, called Colors of the Rainbow. And it's going to be all about the different target colors and the shooting glasses and lens colors and all of those things that we use in order to be able to see those. And then I've also got a piece coming out that I'm doing right now, uh, be out in, a, in a, an issue or two in the uh, Clay Target USA Uh, which is a a private publication, but a really good one, and it's going to be about course design. Speaking of instruction, a good friend of mine, Dan Schindler, at the Paragon School, Uh, Dan has a new book coming out, uh, Take Your Best Shot, book one, the third edition of that book. Now, the expected ship date of that is going to be around February 2nd, so folks that are interested in in that book, and I can tell you, it's going to be absolutely full of great information. Dan's been teaching as long as I have. Uh, take your best shot. Book one, third edition. Go to ParagonSchool.com and find it under books and get it on the way to you. I think, uh, I think the price is $39.95. It'll be quite the bargain, and it will help you immensely. All right, real quick. You make the shot. I've just got time for maybe one question here before we've got to close. What is the most important part of the wing and clay game to ensure a successful shot? Well, to me, it's your vision and how you use your eyes. You know, I've I've spent a lot of time trying to, to help people learn to look at targets to actually slow the target down. And the best way to do that is to get a focus on that target And if you're shooting clays, especially, you you really don't want to put your gun too close to the trap and have the target run past the gun barrel without you having a chance to focus on it. When that happens, you're just going to be chasing. And remember, this is, you know, shooting is not a hand eye game, it's actually an eye hand game. The eyes lead the hands to the target. So when you're out shooting, whether you're bird hunting or clay shooting, Get a hard focus on the target. Get that target slowed down, and I can promise you, you're going to have a lot more success in the field and on the clay course. Well, that's about it for this week. We're, um, we're about to the point where we need to wrap it up. I, let me remind you again, we're on uh, <clears throat> just constantly live, and, and, and thank you so much for listening. wingandclayradio.com, that's the website facebook.com slash wing and clay radio twitter wing clay nation and check us out on instagram at wing and clay radio and you can go to all of the different podcasting sites and listen to every show 24 7 on demand until next time this is marty fisher thank you so much for listening to wing and clay nation
0: Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting.